morning, everybody. Lovely to see you all. Are you feeling fresh? <laughs> okay, well, let's see how we get on. Uh, we're going to be looking at Mark chapter 10. Theme today, uh, building a family to pray the impossible. <laughs> and it's Mark 10, 23 to 31. Uh, the words will be up on the screens or get your Bibles out phones as you follow with me. I'm reading from the New King James Version, God's anointed version. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. Very briefly, the context, a young man's come to Jesus and said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, well, do you know the commands? And he says, I've done that all my life. He says, well, go and sell everything you have and give to the poor and follow me. And he goes away sad. And Jesus says, how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said to them, children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of the needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were greatly astonished, saying amongst themselves, who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, with men it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. Then Peter began to say to him, see, we've left all and followed you. And Jesus answered and said, assuredly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospels, who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses, and brothers, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands, with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Well, as I said, we're looking at this theme, building a family to pray the impossible. And I want to be clear from the offset. I'm not speaking about prayer in general. Paul writes in Ephesians 6, it's important for us to always pray with all prayer and supplications in the Spirit. And Jesus says to us, it's important to know, Matthew 6, that the Father knows the things that we have need of before we ask. And he's reminding us that prayer is much more about relationship with God than the requests we bring to him. St. Teresa once said, it's keeping our Lord company all the day long. I love that. And it's good, it's right. We should always keep him company all the time. And he loves it when we do. So prayer in general, it's relationship, it's abiding in him. It's spending time with the Lord knowing his heartbeat, okay? So that's prayer. I want us to look at a specific prayer. Praying the impossible prayer. The prayer that we know needs a miracle now, a sign now, a wonder now. We need a supernatural response from heaven. And I want us to look at what it means for us to build a family together to pray these impossible prayers. In other words, not only asking God for them, not only believing him for them, but actually seeing them happen in our midst. 
Does that make sense? You with me? Well, let's see how we get on. Because I want to set the context as I see it. Because in my experience and in the conversations I've had, probably with many of you, when it comes to this kind of prayer and stepping out and praying the impossible, there invariably seems to be the proverbial elephant in the room. The fact that we know that God is all-powerful and can do all things, as he says to Abraham in Genesis 18, is anything too hard for the Lord? Of course, the answer is no. He can do all things. And the truth that he is all-loving, and he invites us to partner with him, as Jesus says to the disciples, to partner in the supernatural. John 14, 14, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And yet at times, neither of the facts and the truth seem to override the reality that when we ask him and believe him for a miracle, a sign, a wonder, our prayers are not always answered in the way that we want them to be or in the way that we've asked them to be. And I don't believe I'm the only person in this room who sees this elephant. A few others? And I don't believe I'm the only one in this room who struggles that this elephant seems to be in the room. And then, of course, there's the question of faith. When I prayed this impossible prayer, was something lacking in my faith? When I brought my request to God and prayed this prayer. And so I I want to give us a visual aid that I hope we will remember I will never forget this moment, just so you know. And I hope will enable us to better understand what it is partnering with Jesus when he says to us, with men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. So what I'm about to do, don't try at home. Don't try with lots of glass around. Um, Don't do it in church or in public. This will be the last time. And please move babies to the side. Okay. Rian, could you just hold this for me a moment? So if you could just stand there. Yeah, okay, that's great. Okay, so I've got darts. I've got a stand here. Okay, right, okay. Okay, um, a little bit higher. Of course, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, right. Yeah. Ooh, one of the little things. That's fine. Okay, so, visual aid. Actually, Heather, do you want to just move to the side, Jen, just slightly over? Uh, uh, I think you're okay, you're okay. Yep, okay. So, it's about nine feet uh, from the board. Firstly, who believes I can hit this board with at least one of these three darts? Oh, 
Let's give it a go. Okay, so, right. Oh, my word. Ooh. Yeah. You know what? This is um, a little bit like people's prayer in general. Okay, so, I want us to really focus on prayer and praying the impossible. Most people's prayer, even those who say they don't believe, imagine that God is somewhere like a dot in this vastness of the, uh, the universe. And if they throw their prayers in this kind of direction, the hope is they don't miss the board. And the hope is it lands somewhere. And the hope is that there is a God who will hear the prayer And if they get a high score, they may even answer the prayer. Do you know people like that? I know people who have said to me, I don't really believe in God, but can you pray for me? It's like this space. If I throw, or if they throw their prayer in this direction, it's going to land somewhere, and hopefully God will hear the prayer. Okay, give me a number between 1 and 20. Seven. Okay, do you think I'm going to hit number seven with one of these darts? Okay, so number seven, just by the way, is there. Let's give it a go. Okay. No, number eight. Yes. Give me another number. Give me one more number, one between one and 20. Twelve. Okay, so number 12 is there. Okay, so I've got one dart. See how we go. Ooh. You know, when we think about prayer and Christians, I think many Christians think a little bit like that for prayer. It's like number one to 20. Okay, the higher you get, the more likely God is going to hear and answer our prayer. The lower you get, well, is he going to answer it or not? And faith comes into it. The sense we don't always get what we aim for. Sometimes we do. And that's great. He's heard. He's answered. Woohoo. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we even miss the board. We have faith, but doubt creeps in. And we don't always get what we aim for. Paul says in Philippians 4, let our requests be known to God. And we we hope, we trust that every prayer will land where we want it to land. But again, sometimes it doesn't. Okay, last one. The top score. 180. I have three darts. How many of you believe that I can get 180? Oh, Damien. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Let's see how we go. (laughs) Oh, my word. Right, I should have kept concentration. Oh, no. Whoa. That is pretty close, but it's not. Okay. Let's just think about it a moment. 180. Top score. <laughs> you know, we, if we liken this to prayer, this kind of prayer is praying the impossible. Praying that cancers go praying that blind eyes are open, praying that deaf ears are open, praying that the lame walk, praying that the unbeliever is saved. 
Praying that the supernatural power of God flows through us to set people free. And it can feel a little bit about like us throwing these darts to try and get the top score, 180. It's possible, but so often it seems unlikely. You ever felt that? You're praying for a situation. It's like, this is my best. And yet, somehow, the answer doesn't come there. I want to broaden our vision and just raise the level of our understanding a little bit. Just move this over here. Limitation potential. See, very often our prayer, especially when we're praying this specific type of prayer, falls within within what I would call limitation and potential. The limitation, we know ourselves, we know at times the level of our faith, sometimes it's high, sometimes it's low. We know the times when doubts creep in and we turn away. We know the times when we mess up and we fall short. And then the potential The potential that we know in our faith, that there's that seed of faith where we can rise above that level and really see the bullseye in sights and aim for it and get it and have answered prayers and fulfill the calling on our life, as Jesus says, to go and heal the sick and cast out the demons and proclaim the good news of the kingdom. But all too easily, we stay between these two tensions. Our limitation and our potential. So I've seen amazing answered prayers. Uh, I've seen the way we've thrown, if you like, our best prayers towards heaven, and he's come through, where weather systems have supernaturally changed. I was part of a team in Malawi where we prayed for a lady whose whose ears were deaf, and um, we were praying for her, and God supernaturally opened her ears and she heard her 15 year old daughter speak to her for the first time we've seen food multiplied as we've thrown the very best prayers from that seed of faith we've seen these incredible supernatural answers to prayer and yet I've also had some pretty low scores where I've still thrown my best prayer And yet, nothing seems to have changed. And yet we're told in the Bible, in Scripture, the key is not our limitation. If anything, it's what we do with our limitation, with the little that we have, with the little seed of faith, with the the five loaves and the two fish that we, we have to present to God to achieve our potential. Jesus says to us, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. So going back to this visual aid, any one of you could pick up these three darts and score 180. It's possible, isn't it? Any one of you who've had no experience of throwing darts could actually stand here. You could even do... And it potentially could land in the double, triple 20 area three times. Unlikely, 
fear of probability, zilch, close to impossibility, but it's possible for any one of us to throw three darts again and again and again. But how many of us have actually seen the impossible happen before our eyes and our faces? And by the way, this is not about comparison. It's not about competition. It's not about the size of faith. None of that features in the kingdom of God. In fact, Jesus says, many who are first are last, and the last will be first. This is about perspective. This is about vision. This is about revelation. This is about seeing as God wants us to see. And whilst this space here, between our limitation and potential, may be the space in which we operate in our prayer life, this is not the space in which God operates in answering prayer. This is what I want us to see today. This may be the space in which we so easily fall back into operating when we come to praying and praying the impossible prayers between our limitation and potential. But this is not the space in which God operates when he answers our prayer. His space is everything, including this. His space is this room and the sky and the spheres that there are the stratospheres and all of that stuff and the universe as well as this. Take a good look. His space is not contained within our limitation and our potential. We may pray like that, but he doesn't work like that. We may live like that, but he doesn't operate like that. With him, there is no limitation. There's only the fullest of potential. And I believe he's longing for us to see this truth. Because what we read in scripture when it says all things are possible, we hear this word possible and we think we understand it as chance and prospect. Actually this word uh, possible that's here in this passage and throughout the New Testament, it's a Greek word dunatos. It's from the Greek word dunamai which means power. It means powerful, capable, able and strong. It is everything outside as well as within. And so when Jesus says to us, with men it is impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are possible. This is the one we worship. This is the one we pray to. This is the one we abide with. But this is the one when we step out and pray those impossible prayers. This is how he operates. Now, much has been said about the Mark 10 passage that I just read. For example, scholars have debated what's meant when Jesus talks about the camel and the eye of the needle. Was he referring to the Jewish adaptation of a Persian concept of the impossible uh, in which it would be easier for an elephant to go through the eye of a needle? Uh, That's what they understood as impossible, and so a Jewish adaptation. The camel was the biggest animal. That makes sense. Or was Jesus referring to a gate, the needle gate, a lower and narrower gate into Jerusalem built for security purposes in which a camel could go through but had to strip off all the the luggage, the baggage and would have to go on its knees. The problem with that view is there's not a lot of evidence such a gate existed. 
Or more likely, was Jesus referring to a hyperbole, an exaggeration for emphasis, a technique he used at other times. For example, when he talked about removing the plank from your eye, or when in Matthew 23 he talked about swallowing a camel. And questions have been raised over the meaning as well. And Jesus' attitude was riches. Was he uh, challenging those who are wealthy? How hard it is for them to enter the kingdom of God? Again, unlikely, because both in the culture, uh, wealth was a sign of God's blessing. Jesus was a Jew. But also all things come from him. At the heart of the commentaries, there's agreement about two things. Number one, no one can earn eternal life on their own. It's not about what we do, it's what he's done for us. And number two, when we put our faith and obedience in anyone or anything other than the Lord Jesus, be it trusting in riches, verse 24, possessions, financial securities, health systems, families, land, any other idol, and we're not willing to lay them down in surrender to Jesus, the blockage into the kingdom of God is as substantial as a camel going through the eye of a needle, however it's interpreted. In other words, it's impossible. But there's a third truth here as well. In relation to prayer and prayer life, there is no space too big and too small for God to answer impossible prayers, including the salvation of this young man who at this point, his possessions meant more to him than following Jesus. See, God is not contained by our boundaries. He's not submissive to our limitations or even our potential. With him, all things are possible. He's capable, he's powerful, he's able, he's strong. And Jesus is inviting us, his followers, to do three things. And I want to finish with this. Firstly, to open our eyes to the space in which God operates and answers prayer. Secondly, to open our minds to the truth about how God operates and answers prayer. And thirdly, to open our hearts to the ways in which God operates as we pray the impossible. And we will be praying a bit later on for miracles right now in our midst. And I want us to look at these three things. Firstly, open our eyes to the space in which God operates. Psalm 103 verse 12 says this, As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. You know, if God's way of working is to do that with our sins. How much more is his way of operating with us, even with a little faith, to go beyond any boundaries we can see or know or imagine? See, he did that with Mary, the teenage girl of no social importance, elevated into the heavenly places as the mother of the Lord, because of her willingness to look beyond the board. He did that with Peter, that rough and ready speaking Galilean fisherman who wore his heart on his sleeve, elevated to the heavenly places as the rock on which the church would be built. 
because of his willingness to look beyond the board. See, this is the space in which God operates. And he's wanting us to open our eyes, not just to see that, but to see this. And to see that with God, all things are possible. Just let him right now to start opening your eyes. You, you look at this, and it's like, but it's so much more. This is like a dot even in this church. And it's a dot in this parish and in this island, in this world. God is able to do so much more. He wants us to see that all things are possible with him. But also open our minds to the truth about how he operates. You know, it's really hard to follow Jesus and receive revelation if we do not have open minds. You know that? And it's really hard to follow Jesus and follow his kingdom if we don't, from time to time, allow him to offend our minds, to reveal our hearts. I mean, this is what he does here with the disciples. They were greatly astonished. You know, how can you say such a thing, God? How can you say such a thing, Jesus? How hard it is. Who can be saved? And they had to learn to have their minds renewed. You see, when Jesus was challenging them about riches and trusting in riches, he wasn't challenging about wealth per se and those who have it. He's the author of all wealth. His challenge was to do with the unwillingness in this man and probably others who were listening to him as he was speaking to sacrifice and surrender all for the sake of the gospel and the kingdom. See, God doesn't need our stuff to operate in the realm of the impossible. But he looks for those with open minds to know that surrender and sacrifice is key. And as we present this to Jesus, all things are possible. When we pray in faith, he will move in power. And he's looking for us to open our hearts, thirdly, to the way in which he operates. You know, to open our hearts, we have to look beyond the limitation and the potential and see the realm of the impossible. And all things are possible with God. See, Peter and John modeled this so well when they went to church one day, as we've done today. They saw a lame man just by the side of the gate. And this man, he probably could have done with a glass of water uh, or a bar just to feed him up. He probably could have done with some conversation. But he needed a miracle. He needed something that only God could do. And so they engage with this man. And I love the way they say, look at us. Don't look down. Don't look away. You know, how many people who are filled with guilt and shame, they, they look down. They don't engage eye to eye. Look at us. And then they say in faith, silver and gold we do not have. But what I have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. See, what Peter is effectively saying to this man is, this is not about the board. This is not about our limitation or potential. Whether you may get a high score, where you think if we throw those darts, you know, we're going to get the jackpot. God is way beyond all of that, way beyond limitations and potential. 
and in the name of the one in whom all things are possible. I say to you, rise and walk. And before their eyes in that moment, this man leapt up, stood up, he walked, praising God. Is this not the kind of impossible prayers we want to see here in our midst? I do. We've been talking about this recently as a staff. I'm so hungry and longing for this kind of impossible prayer to be answered. We have to spend time with the Lord, abide with him. That, that is a given. But I'm so hungry and longing for these impossible prayers to be answered in impossible ways. Challenged. I, this week has really challenged me to look beyond limitation and potential that we so easily fall back into. And Jesus is looking at us and saying, yeah, the salvation of those who don't surrender or believe in me or even despise the gospel, people that we will know in this island and beyond, it is impossible for men and yes, the, the violation of natural laws and instant healings from cancers and pains and broken bones and emotional traumas, that's all impossible for men. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, look beyond the board and see the unlimited realms of, of possibilities with open eyes, open minds, open hearts. And partner with me, Jesus says, in seeing the impossible break into your midst. It doesn't mean we have control over this, but it does mean with open eyes, hearts, and minds, we see the God who is possible at work. And where the family comes into this and building up one another to pray these kind of impossible prayers, just thinking about in relation to Jesus' words, the first will be last and the last will be first. I really am at peace if I'm the first person to speak about this, but the last person to see a miracle. And you're the last person to speak about this, but the first person to see a miracle. But I'm telling you, I'm pressing in now more and more to see these miracles happen in our midst. And I'm going to keep pressing on and keep encouraging each one of us that we see God at move in power. And I think that's being a family. That we taste and see the goodness of God and see the impossible prayers answered in our midst. Let's stand together. Can I just lead us firstly in prayer? I'm just conscious that we've got children joining, but that's fine. Because we're also going to pray for just miracles as well. And there'll be time as well. If you need a miracle, you know, I, I, I'm going to be asking in a moment. But can you join me as we ask for God's forgiveness where we have limited him and almost seen these kind of prayers, just there's one thing, we've got to hit the mark, that's it.
God is so much bigger than that. So Father, I ask for your forgiveness for myself, those who are here, where we have just prayed these kind of prayers between that limitation and potential as we see it, as if there's one space with you for these prayers to be answered. Please forgive us. And I pray for each one of us that you would open our eyes to see you for who you are. You would open our minds to know you and you would open our hearts to step out and trust you. And we thank you that with you all things are possible. And so if you need a healing, a miracle right now, just raise your hand and we are going to trust God. I know someone here just needs healing of hearing and there's others that need a healing um, from different sicknesses and disease, healing from pain, healing from emotional trauma, kind of uh, just broken hearted. See, God is able to do things. With men it's impossible, but he's able to do this. And so God, we look beyond that board and we step out in faith. In the name of Jesus, I say, rise and be healed. I say in the name of Jesus, pain be gone in Jesus' name. I say in the name of Jesus, every ailment be lifted off you right now in Jesus' name. And just start sensing the the presence of God at work. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, be healed. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Every uh, healing be lifted off you. Sorry, every ailment be lifted off you now in Jesus' name. Ears open. Those with um, just uh, eyesight that you've been struggling with your eyes, I command eyesight to open in the name of Jesus. And just start to test, start to hear and feel and move, just kind of sense what God is doing. Just sense what he's doing uh, amongst us. Thank you, God, that you are the God who heals. Thank you that we look beyond that board and see that with us it's impossible. But with you, it's not. All things are possible. And we say in the name of Jesus, be healed in Jesus' name. Power of God, flow through your body in Jesus' name. Power of God, flow through your body in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Just let his presence come and move. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in this place. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing in this place. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus.